What, Jimmy or Geriani? Geriani. Geriani? Jimmy Geriani does not sound like a real name of a person that actually exists. That That's, sounds like the name. That sounds like the name that Japan came up with whenever they were making those baseball games. Like, huh. have you seen that video? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I guess it does kind of slide off the tongue a little bit. To I, I could be butchering his name. <sighs> I need to Google now. Sounds like the name someone makes whenever they're trying to hide out in some small West Virginia town. <laughs> what's hope your, that no one will find them. After yeah, their what's, what's your crime. name? I've seen you around in the area. Well, my name is uh, Jimmy Geriani. Jimmy Geriani. My name is Cat Hangman. My name is George Glass. I used to date Jan Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Terry just sneaks in there with. (laughs) Uh, Okay, yeah, I I butchered it. Dirty Brady Bunch reference. (laughs) uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Genoopolis. Genoopolis is even worse. <laughs> Gino, yeah, Gino, Gino, Pololius, Gino Pololis, Gino Pol, Gino Polis, Jimmy, G- <laughs> Jimmy Gino Polis, Jimmy Gino Polis. Uh, no, 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 but it's, it worse. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm really, so it's even this, more man. It's, it's it's like reading here, French. Here, let me try. It's Jimmy Jimmy Gianopolis. Yeah, what is Gianopolis? Yeah, it's Jimmy Gianopolis, Simon Osp. Oscroft and Darren Will and Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley? Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley, <laughs> who was, and even says in the Wikipedia article, formerly known from uh, Gossip Girl fame. And then that's how I got the. Yeah. God, why was that so hard to explain? I don't know. No, you you went hardcore into this <laughs> whole situation. Trying so hard, you were man. trying to like find out his family history and shit there too to find out the origin. <laughs> I was of about his name. to go on twenty three and me and see what else I could find. Like, <laughs> honestly, the the the, <clears throat> the reason behind the last name. Why is he named this? What's going on with him? All right. Well, Naveed. Yes. We are currently on break. Yes, we are. So we got about half an hour, two hours about. Uh, so we got time to record an episode. We Dang. got like a two, three hour, 15 minute break. Yeah. Nice. So why don't you go right into it? Well, do it. I'm Naveed. I'm Zach. I'm Terry. And this is the Lobby Boys. Thank you for tuning in to our little show. Thank you. <laughs> you know how it is, everybody. We are just. We are back once again for another installment of the Lobby Boy Saga, and uh, I think we got some pretty fun topics today. Um, we were talking a little bit before the show, um, which is like the very first time that we've ever done that, uh, yeah. because we're unprofessional. Yeah. Um, hey, that's a, that's a bad word. And I was finally able to escape that horde of old women who just kept asking me questions. It was like one of those hall of mirrors. I just would turn, boom, old woman asking me a question. Boom, another old woman asking yeah, me a question. You should have seen it too. There were like 12 of them and yeah. they, they were all on, I guess, this retreat. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, we're not ripping this off from the witches. And um, they all came in with the same exact question. And that was, what room number was I in again? And uh, Navid was like, um, you're 73. 
you're 74, you're 75. Do I have to keep going? <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. And hey, what about that Dan guy we got running around here yeah, now? Yeah, that Dan. Dan's running loose. I mean, he's, he's cool, but... Mm-hmm. He's taking he's taking a little bit too many pancakes from the continental breakfast. I'm worried about him in the cannolis. The cannolis keeps cannolis. taking the cannolis. Shit, I didn't know about the cannolis. He's, he's taking the cannolis. Do you know what happens if we run out of cannolis? Dave's gonna get mad, and we have to order more cannolis. No, that's we, a whole. We make issue. them on site. They make them on, on site, buddy. This is all fresh, all on site, man. Getting you realize the big kitchen with the baking going on. You guys know that the, the kitchen is a front, right? That it's actually three dudes in a microwave? No, I, we've been in there before. Like, it's a it's a nice kitchen. That's the faux kitchen for the inspector. Are, are, are you, are you like, hanging out in the, like, continental breakfast area? Because that's what it sounds like you're in. You're taking all that damn waffle batter, aren't you? Have you been drinking the waffle batter? Listen, You're drinking the waffle listen, batter again, if aren't I you? If I am or if I am not, it doesn't matter. I just know <laughs> that we have a fake kitchen that's a front for the cocaine penguins. I mean, I know that we used it that one time when Gordon Ramsay came in. Yeah. But I that's swear to God. yelling and screaming. And then he starts saying stuff. Wow. Yeah. And then he came into the kitchen like he owns the place and opened up the freezer. And he was like, this is two weeks old. And we're like, uh, yeah, I put it in there. <laughs> yeah, my name's on it. I dated it. Like I don't. It's it, my Caesar salad dressing. I don't. I don't know what that guy wants from me. Honestly, he would. He was like, "What is this? You working here? No. I was asked <laughs> to put it in the freezer, so I put it in the freezer. I dated it. Sign, seal, deliver. I'm yours, man. What do you mm. want? Oh, okay. Well, now since we've uh, covered our updates on what we've been doing lately, yes, 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 yes. into the podcast. So. Naveed, would you like to present your small topic first? So, recently I remembered a good little movie called Mission Impossible, starring Tom Cruise. Yes. He was on the show today with us, actually. Yes. Uh, Mr. Cooper, no, we couldn't. We, we couldn't get him. No, the Scientologist wouldn't let him go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. But I'm actually personally very excited for Naveed's topic uh, because mm-hmm. like, I mean, come on, like it's mission impossible. It's mission right. Impossible. I, I mean, not to try to wipe, wipe Tom Cruise's ass or anything, but pretty revolutionary movie. He is a pro. For, no, 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 not his acting like the movie. Right. I liked it. Yeah. It's, it, it was, I mean, when did it come out? It was 1998. Yeah. It was, it was a 19, it was a 19 movie. Yeah. Was, no. Wait, 98? 90, no. Nope, nope, Because I know the second one. Talk amongst yourselves. Because I know the second one came out in like 2002. Anyway, um, starring Tom Cruise, Ving Rhames, Jean Renault's in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Jean Renault. 96. 96. Yeah. Oh, even older. <laughs> Yikes. Ooh. That's fun. Ages, aged well. My it God. It has aged well. And Mission Impossible is 2000. Well, Mission Impossible 2. Sorry. So, okay. Mission well, Impossible 2000. I, I guess going into the this topic, I kind of wanted to like slide into it. So as in terms of like spy movies, David, I mean, we're, mm. we're the young bucks here. Terry's obviously, he's got some years on us. He was uh, there for the first James Bond. No, no, <laughs> no, he wasn't. Not that old. Um, so but Terry, like what was your early experience with like spy movies? Then, and then like, I guess 
what I'm trying to ask is like, what changed in your perspective of spy movies when Mission Impossible came out? Well, um, actually, it was the Mission Impossible TV show. It's a good TV show. I forgot about the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was the Mission Impossible TV show. They have Leonard Nemo but I got it. for a few yep. episodes. He was in there. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Sam Elliott was in it. Oh, yeah. He was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, uh, cause it's, mm, actually, I'm going to say on TV, I got to catch some Mission Impossible, but mostly it was, uh, James Bond. Um, uh, the Flint, James Colburn, uh, the Flynn movies. He's a spy in those. Mm. Uh, I know I saw the, uh, um, Dean Martin one. I just, uh, Wrecking Crew. Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Uh, I know I saw that. Is what? Guns? Yeah. No. No? No. That's nah. from a TV show called Police Squad. Uh. So, yeah. I, I guess Mr. Bean would count as a. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that new spy TV show, SpongeBob SquarePants? I mean, right, okay, well, uh, you know, staying on, I guess, yeah. par with mm -hmm. actual genuine spy movies and not just <laughs> parodied ones, even though Mr. Bean is pretty amazing. It's funny. Um, but I, I, I saw the original uh, Born Identity movie. Oh, those are good movies. No. No. <laughs> Obviously, you haven't seen the original Born Identity movie. There was one before the one with Matt Damon? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because so, I know the book came out in the 80s. With Richard Chamberlain and Jacqueline Smith. Huh. Was that not one not good then? Uh, it's very 70s TV. It's not like the action movies that uh, the Born series be, uh, became. Okay, well, I like kind board like, movies, so. Well, I like the board movies. I, 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 what I like about Mission Impossible is the fact that, <coughs> um, like, it evolves. Yeah. It just, it can, it continuously kind of keeps going into something else. Kind of. Um, like, a lot of it is action. A lot of it uh, is fairly samey, but it, it just, it keeps going. You're like, what's going to happen next? And that's, you know, that's kind of the art of a movie. Yeah. Is what's going to happen next. Doesn't I, matter what it is. Well, they took that to the extreme with the Fast and the Furious movies because now they're going to space. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> we're, we're like in perfect scenery right now, Navi, because I was just about to talk about that. Um, <laughs> when I say that I liked probably the first two Mission Impossible movies, like religiously. Yeah. First two. First two. I, re I really enjoyed. Now. Can I be honest? What? I like the first one. In the third one, I'm not, I'm kind of iffy on the second one, honestly. See, I like, so I grew up with my, with my dad watching like the first two. Like, so I was just, I was always around when those two were on. So I remember those ones the most. And then whenever I watched the other ones as they came out, I was kind of like, eh, Mission Impossible is kind of turning into like Fast and Furious a little Ooh. bit. And, uh, because, have they gone to space yet in Mission Impossible? If they no. haven't, they will no. in the next one. So, oh well, no, they, uh, they're Tom Cruise is trying to be get, be able to film the first movie in space. See, I told you, they're, <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> trying to get us. That would be wild. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the, the, what makes the second movie 
as important as it is, is because that's when Tom Cruise actually started doing action movies. Wasn't isn't, also, isn't that also the one when he first officially started doing his own stunts? No, he's 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 always been pretty big on doing his stunts, but it's where he just huh. like shifted in overdrive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that, he's actually not that bad in those movies. He does a pretty good job. He um well in the most recent one, uh, he like broke his ribs, broke his ankle, yeah, broke his, his ankle. ankle. That, that it's in the that, movie. Yeah. Yeah. That building jump scene <laughs> that he. I well, I could tell for like before because they released that after the yeah. movie came out. They they mentioned that. Nope, nope. No, they it mentioned it before. before. They even showed the footage of it even before yeah. the movie oh, came I, out. I guess I missed it because yeah. I watched. Oh, it, was a, it was a big thing because they shut down production for a while because of yeah. That. Oh well, I guess I missed it because whenever I saw the movie, um, like I saw that scene and then like he gets up and starts running. I'm like, hmm, Tom, you you're right. You running okay? And then <laughs> and then it was a little bit after I saw the movie that I, I saw that post and I was like. I'm a genius. <laughs> oh, it's Tom. No, Polk, no, they, they, no, they had that. Like, that. like they, you Ooh. saw the footage and all that. And it, if you really watch that footage, you see that man's ankle hook up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, oh, no. Well, uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of rough. I, I'm, it is. Well, I, I, I have a lot of respect for actors that do their own stunts, you know, yeah. like, uh, well, he, he, the thing I like about him is like, he wants to make movies. He like, it's almost to the point of obsession, you know, where he, he's just, he's all like, whatever makes the movie work. He learned to fly a helicopter for that movie. I can't really even think all of that it. helicopter flying that you see is him doing that. I'll be honest. Any Tom Cruise movie I've seen, it's not that bad. Like, even if it's not amazing, it's still pretty solid to watch. The mummy. Um, oh, I forgot about the mummy. I completely forgot about the mummy. Yeah, I guess Universal did too, though. So, what do you mean? If you, the mummy is Tom Cruise's best movie, <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot like, about the mummy. Uh, well, the, the the mummy. There's a lot that I like about it, but there's yeah. too much I don't like about it. Like, they, yeah, why'd they make the mummy sexy in the most recent one? Have you not seen the Brendan Fraser movies? Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have the beef Son cake. Of a bitch. <laughs> you gotta have the beef cake. Beef. <clears throat> well, okay. Oh, so there. whenever mm, I gotta go back a bit. I was probably five, maybe younger. First time I saw Mission Impossible. I I only remember that because I think uh it was a. Mm, we had it on DVD, or we like we rented it from somewhere, and like I think like my dad watched it a couple times, and uh, little young me kept coming in like, oh, what is this? This is the fifth time today that <laughs> mummy and daddy are watching this thing. Uh, but whenever I was actually old enough to perceive, yeah, spy movies. And understand it a little bit better. I was like, yeah, you know what? This this is pretty good. Like, I fuck with this. Because the coolest thing I like about spy movies is that when you when you have that main lead, you know, like that's really, really into it, you can yeah. tell, right? Oh, yeah, like, for sure. And what impresses me 
about, even though there's a ton of Mission Impossible movies at this point, Tom Cruise shows the same amount of dedication yeah. to all of those movies that he does. And like Terry was saying, that like he'll he'll go to extreme lengths to make the movie what it needs to be. Which is I, admirable. I, now, you know, it, it's not good to be addicted to anything. No. Even making movies, because mm-hmm. you, you can kind of get a little bit crazy. I have read stories that uh Tom is can be a little bit crazy on set. It almost kind of feels like he takes over as the role of the director. He'll be like, mm, I don't like this shot. Well, he's he's do it this way. He's the executive producer. I mean, he's a legit, legit yeah. producer. So he's hands on. I mean, I'm not saying sense. he doesn't have agency. Um, I'm just saying that that little Teresa who's just <laughs> running coffee doesn't deserve to get yelled at. <laughs> That's all. Oh, oh, no, no, no. What well, well, a little bit more recently when uh, he was like, Screaming at the cast for not wearing masks mm-hmm. on set too. I thought that was granted. That was back during when the pandemic was like sheer yeah. chaos, and it, it, basically it was you know production stalled on the movie and then got re going again. And the last thing they need because there was a couple other movies that got uh, um, held up because of. Uh, people being tested positive. So yeah. they would shut down production while people were getting tested and all that. So, you know, instead of, because it wasn't that he was getting mad over them, like messing with his movie. It, it, it's, he's very much into making sure everybody's working. Everybody has a job, like shutting down production screws everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, dictatorship. You know the whole nine yards. <laughs> well, no, like, like, comes, like yeah. I, I get his reasoning. Like, he wasn't yelling, like, you know, you upset me, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like what you're doing. You're, you're in my eye line or something like that. No, Stop was, it, Jimmy! <laughs> Stop what you're doing! Oh, Put your mask on. <laughs> no, but so, I yeah. also read that like he was like really, really, really paranoid about COVID too. Mm-hmm. You know, like after in between takes. Have like every shot, Germex, give me Germex, give me hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit like that too during the pandemic. I mean, like, keep your hands clean, keep your body clean, you know. And um, I, whenever initially I got into the like the newer Mission Impossible movies, yeah, that's probably when my interest in it declined a bit. Um, I've actually been really liking the newer Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, well, I don't care what you have to say about it. If you, you know what? Say. It's my topic, and I wanted to give my opinion <laughs> no, here. No, I'm kidding, man. It's your damn. topic. I, I couldn't tell Zach was doing all the talking. <laughs> you, haven't brought, you haven't brought up why you want to talk about Mission Impossible. I, Terry. You just dude. said you wanted to talk about Mission Impossible, and then you haven't told us what, what spurred you to guys, uh, do guys, this. Guys, we just ate food while we, while we at each other's throats. <laughs> <laughs> just ate. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Navi, um, why did why did you want to talk about it? So I thought about it recently, and it just is one of those movies where watching it, it just is a very exciting experience. Especially, um, I thought about the uh, the heist scene, the scene that's been parodied a lot with like the sweat drop, where it's like a minute anything comes in contact with the floor, they're fucked. So like. Mm-hmm. you're watching that it's just such a tense scene too because mm-hmm. like no soundtrack 
no sound. It's just absolute silence of them trying to get this done. And you're with them every step of the way in that scene. I, so, then you add that the rat. The rat, yeah. What's funny, a, a rat like that in a government building? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're... they're uh, they they got everything right as in terms of security, but yeah, they just mm-hmm. can't lay out mouse traps at nighttime. Yeah, no, <laughs> you'd well, be surprised, man. I I think it's actually pretty neat about that that scene because Tom was really light, so yeah. he kept confuggling around on the the tether. So <laughs> he had to put weights in his shoes to like keep himself stable, and uh, I think I think even in the movie you can still kind of see him stumble around for balance a bit yeah. but i mean other than that it's that scene alone was like what got me into mission impossible like, when I got older because mm-hmm. like i mean like you said like that silence was a really 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 cool touch and they've done that with like every movie i think where there's like that one really tense scene i think another uh great scene in the movie too actually um is the scene where like he's in the restaurant after like the mission in the beginning had gone to hell and just it's a very panicked moment you think all right everything's gonna be all right now but then it gets to that dutch angle mm-hmm. and just all around he's like shit and like gets well, the- no 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 he that scene yeah what's really cool about it is how he you know it, it says a lot about the character yeah because he's he's in there and he's already cased the joint he sees everybody that he's seen before, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then when he, you know, yeah, I think he kind of figured that mm, maybe he was going to blame for this, but maybe it's like, um, maybe I'm being paranoid because like, I'll say this for all the movies there, it, he does have an arc and yeah. he does kind of have that where he keeps going, you right. know? And I, I think right. the fact of, them doing what they're doing with him doing the stunts and that doing the more radical. It's just to show the lengths that the character will go to do the things he feels is right to and, do. And Tom will go yeah, to make his goddamn. It's, it's like a metaphor for him. You know, it's like the, it's like, you know, <laughs> technically it's like, you know, cause if you, if you look at a lot of um, Tom Cruise's earlier movies, he was the happy go lucky guy, just like he was in, yeah the first mission impossible movie. And then, you know, the next part of his, his career, he became a little more serious, you know, he still kind of got that, but then it's like, as it goes, he's just more, you know, uh, just more serious about the things he does. So it's, it's just like that in the movies, each, each movie, the character is different. Guys, mission impossible and Mars just got greenlit. But Teresa, if you fuck up my coffee one more time, I'm going to break your ankle. And uh, on that note, and ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be worse than my own. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, mark my words because Mission Impossible in Mars will probably be coming out within the next decade. That'd actually be pretty cool. Mission Impossible in Mars? In Mars or on Mars? Why would they be in the planet? Going to the core to find out what's making it? Because, uh, what's making the because, planet? Because, what's making it? Because the bad guy is trying to. Uh, super start the core and it explode the planet and oh you can't explode a planet that will ethan with, hunt will not stand for a exploded planet <laughs> ethan hunt it is friend michael hunt. the 
the the off-brand Death Star. We'll call it. <laughs> we'll call it the the kill hot gas. We'll call it the star. kill ball. The beware <laughs> <laughs> of the kill ball. What's hold on? What's what's a bad? What's a good bad guy name? Um, William William Nixon. <laughs> With his with his eye patch and with his kill ball is gonna gonna blow up Mars and, and hello, Mister Hunt. William, Nixon we will find you, Mister Hunt. Mutt. No, what if we will seek you mutt. down, Mister Hunt? No matter. Where's my cat? Find me my cat. What if he was played by Will? I am. Wait, <laughs> and he just spoke in rhyme. <laughs> Guys. All right, Tom, 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 bud, if you're listening to this, man, like we're, we're give we're spoon feeding the script to you right now. <laughs> we're spoon feeding the cast, the script. Just come on, man. You got to keep Teresa in though. That's our only, that's our only, uh, conscript. Have you ever seen Ben Stiller as Tom Cruise's stunt double? <laughs> yes. It's so... Goddamn funny. <laughs> it's so good. That, that was made for like um what was it, Mission Impossible 2? It was during Mission Impossible yeah, 2, but wait. uh it was it was on it was an MTV thing. Was this yeah. like a behind the scenes or was this like was a joke a, thing? It was, it was a, a parody, a yeah. I have never seen this before. You've never seen Ben Stiller. Uh, show show it to me after the episode. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna really look good. for it. I gotta watch yeah. that. Oh my god, it's so good. Well, I, I guess uh, moving on from Mission Impossible. Moving on from Mission Impossible. Um, um, I would like to talk about. What would you like to talk about? I would like to talk about a game. Or I'll just. Something gladiatorial? Yes. Something brutal? Yes. Something that will tear apart friendships and probably kill someone in the end? Even more than Monopoly. Yo, what is it? Uno. You monster. <laughs> Why yeah. would you bring up such a. Oh. Oh. You just closed out your iPad. Oh, <laughs> Terry, out. Terry was going to show me the video. I got it. All right. I got to see this now because that, that thumbnail right. alone right. has me hooked. Uh, I will talk about Uno here in a second. Oh. This would be very exciting for people. Tom Cruise, and then it's Ben Stiller. In order to do my job, I have to ask myself, who is Tom Cruise? What is Tom Cruise? Why is Tom <coughs> When is Tom Cruise? <laughs> I think if you want to be a really good stunt double, you have to Tom Cruise! C-R-O-O-S. Talk like the actor. Legally change your name to sound like the actor's. I don't think of myself as a stunt double, really. It's more like I'm a stunt one bull. I don't think Tom's going to want to do that kick. All right, that's not the way he moves. He doesn't pivot that way. He likes to lunge left. He doesn't usually scoop under right. I think it's a bad idea. He's never going to go for it. It's not realistic. It's not a Tom Cruise kick. He's even Tom said he wanted to go with a kick. I've done 14 films with Tom, all right? So I think I have a pretty good idea what Tom does or doesn't want to. Has a kick come along, huh? He doesn't think you'd go with a cake. What? That's the way we work is he'll go through sometimes and do do the scene, and uh, it, it, it's helpful for me because it gives me that outside perspective. You know what? I think we have too many kicks in the movie, Tom. 
part of me I mean, is about to crack my face, neck. <laughs> just you know, he's afraid to do the kick. Kicking a guy and then get kicked in the face. Like, you know what? Kick, kick. Let's call it. You know, let's call it kicking impossible. Let's call it, it kicking impossible. You know. he's Okay. All right. <laughs> before, before we have it go on for too long. Oh my god! It's it's like six minutes long. <laughs> that's that's amazing. I I, I gotta watch the rest after the episode. But um, yes, Uno. Yes, it is a legendary game. It is the game from one of which that was written by Moses himself into now known as the Ten Commandments. He, he dropped the other the other ten. He played it. Mm-hmm. He played it very Uno. well. Documented that happened. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was written down. But um, no, um, Uno, um, honestly, in my opinion, was kind of a game that kind of just appeared. Do you, like, do you feel the same, David? Yeah, it really did. Like, just... think about it, right? Because the game then, even even still now, I mean, really, like Monopoly, right? Yeah, Monopoly, Mario Kart, or Mario Party, that that tore apart relationships. That yeah. made that made family fallouts happen on a daily basis, right? And and the game has been raged at and cursed and, and mm-hmm. sworn at multiple times. Take this game down. My girlfriend just broke up with me. This is the worst game I've ever played. I'm in prison now because of this game. But he would he still would have had her if he bought Boardwalk. He would have been fine. Um, so I came across the game of Uno. Um Whenever Uno means one. Go on, Very Zach. good, Terry. <laughs> Go on, Zach. Good job, buddy. Very I'm, good. I'm trying. Uno. Do you know what dose means? Dose? What the fuck are you talking about? That's not a real thing. It's like a dance. Yankee dosey dose. What, what are you talking about? Get out of here. Fine. I'll take me and my uh third ha, grade stutter. Spanish yeah, yeah, you stuttered. out of here. <laughs> I lived amongst the Spanish when I lived in Phoenix, Arizona. I lived amongst the Spanish. I took two years of Spanish in elementary school. I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think I know <laughs> the, um, the uh, Latin people a lot, a lot. I really like the Latin people because I know some of their words. <laughs> I speak their words. Anyways, uh, uno, dos, tres. <laughs> Ah, you said dose. <laughs> Terry, I thought I was like, what are they going to start quote next? Dora? Swiper, no swipey. So, <laughs> Somebody get that damn fox. <laughs> He's got my cocaine. I'm about, I'm about to get the shame bell. <laughs> ding, ding. Shame. <laughs> ding, ding. Shame. shame. No, so I came across Uno um, one night whenever my mom was bringing home dinner. Um, and I know she's not going to remember this, but th- this is how our family got exposed to Uno. My brother, my brother and sister exposed. at least. Exposed. Exposed. <laughs> exposed. And uh, she brought it home was like, hey, I found this game. And I'm like, oh, well, what is that? That's Spanish. <laughs> what's this spanish so well okay (laughs) i i I guess the day is done let's go to bed i genuinely (laughs) thought that like she brought home a spanish game i'm like what i gotta get out google translate to play this you know and and uh she gets it out we start reading these roles and I'm like, oh no! And then <laughs> this like, this game sounds complicated. And we start, and then we start playing, and then we're like, 
oh no <laughs> um and the, my mom stabbed my dad <laughs> no 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 no. my threw the cat at the dog my, yeah, it just became a battle royale my, my dad is is not one to, to do family activities i thought you were going to say he's not one to take a stabbing lightly <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Naveed, he's the man if, that cannot be stabbed. You know, Navid, if if you wanna if you wanna make it in this world, don't take your stabs lightly. You know, <laughs> and uh, that's that's from that's from one father's advice to to from through your dad to you, man. So there, you're welcome. There's some there's some gem of wisdom for you. But uh, so like we start playing the game, and I'm like, this game's gonna get fucky really quick. No, no, and. Uh, it's just, oh, it's a kooky game, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but it just amazes me how many like different ways you can play it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, people don't obviously play it the correct way. Uh, they, Some don't, yeah. They play it the pussy way. But uh, the real way we're talking sevens, what is it? Sevens, you can switch your deck with anybody. Mm-hmm. Zeros. Uh, Moves to the left. It, no, it rotates to whatever the rotation is. Oh. Uh, and then you got like your jump ins and, and all that. Everybody listening, obviously stack adding just like plus four, plus two. Yeah. (laughs) But obviously everybody here knows how to play Uno. At least Mm -hmm. I'd hope you do. At least in the correct way you should. Wait, wait. So would Uno in Mexico just be called one? That's baffled me for years. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, or maybe it's called one in another language, and then they just kind of switch to different languages depending on the region. Well, no, it's a brand, so it's gonna say Uno no matter where mm. you go. Yeah, maybe. But you can get somebody to be like, "This is in in my native tongue. What is this?" And then they start playing the game. And they're like, "Oh no, it's Ichi." This is this is what makes Uno amazing because Uno successfully brought the world together. And made everybody at the same time go, fuck this game. <laughs> fuck this game. I thought you were um, going to say it collectively brought everyone together and then tore everyone apart all in the same afternoon. Hey, man. It, it did everything. <laughs> like, Uno. Like, I don't know what Dark Herald <laughs> sat in his basement. And I guess it, it could have been something as simple as, like, his, his mom birthed the mac and cheese. It's like <laughs> fucking. He opened the. He opened. Mom, I'm gonna go down to the basement and make the worst thing ever. Turns out this is like Hellraiser, and <laughs> he, he opened the lament configuration, and the Xenobites brought out the. They brought out this deck of ancient cards, and was like, "You must produce this game to the world for the ultimate torture." Bring me souls. He was probably he was probably sitting down, and he was like, "Fine, if my mac and cheese is gonna get burnt, I'll make a hungry man meal." And then he's probably he's probably on his last season of Yu-Gi-Oh! And he's like, <laughs> I got it. And then he's he starts writing on parchment and he's like, Yeah, this will do this will do the, uh, this role and I'll corporate this role. I'll make this, I'll make this the worst experience ever. Parchment, not paper. He he rolls out the ancient He rolls out the, the, the ancient, ancient texts. Ancient texts, man. We're talking, we're talking. Ethiopian quality. He like sixteen hundred forty two A B Y B C type text here, he, man. He does that thing where like uh, you see in movies where like they split their finger open and write it in their own blood. Yeah, it will be in my blood. <laughs> and then and he signed in souls. And then he's like, "All right, 
I, I've, I've made this game, but what will I call it? And he's, he's watching an episode of Dora in the morning <laughs> after mm-hmm. he finished his Lucky Charms. Because in her backpack, you know, she's running drugs. And then, <laughs> oh, dad. Yeah, yeah. So yep. swiper's always swiping. He's got that cracked out look in his eyes. He does. He does what's in that bag. <laughs> and then, that's why she's always like, swiper, no swiping, swiper, no swiping. He's like, oh man, she found out my drug habit. The monkey's the drug mule, of course. Yeah. You but mean, there's no monkey. They're just all tripped out. There's no monkey. Uh, I think you You're mean. You're going to tell me there's no talking blue bull next. No, there's no. I think it, you mean Botas. Mm. That's his name, Botas. Um, and then he's like, Oh no. <laughs> and then it was Ooh, no. it was just for some added effect to bring the game to life. It was thrown into the fires of Mount Doom mm-hmm. and uh it's forged. Or oh, forged in the fires. Well, it was already forged. It, yes. it needed it was no, no, he, it, he it, it was sketched. It. it was sketched on the parchment, oh, but forged, it was forged, forged in, in the, the fires, fires of, of Mount Doom. Doom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh we must throw it back in. Uh, sealed the volcano. And I know. Location. I know. Everybody here doesn't know that, but that that is the that's the true story mm-hmm. of yeah. how Uno was made. Don't Google it because you won't find it because yeah. it's it's secret. That yes. is the hidden history um, of Uno that we were only able to find out because that guy actually passed through here. He was wearing a single sock, uh, boxer shorts, and a t-shirt covered it in stains that said, "I'm the birthday boy." <laughs> yeah, he was running through the hotel like. I've made it. It's finished. It's finished. And then Dave came up and was like, you know, you can't. And something's can't finished here. here. And then he got, employment. he got crazy. He picked up the, he picked up the, oh God, guys, the, he picked up the container of Werther's Originals and he oh. threw it. Oh, Werther's Originals all mm. over the place. No but that. Damn um, the floor was dirty that day. Yeah. But among, amongst the debris. We discovered it. Mm-hmm. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, so, oh no! In all seriousness, all seriousness, though, like th- this is an amazing game. Like it- it's just a ton of fun when you're not getting stacked on, um, and when you're not, you know, getting threatened by your friend who has just broken the table and his beer bottle. And is now yeah, flips holding the, it to your throat. Flips the table, Brent. I swear to God, I'm gonna come into your room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's like you better throw this next game. I swear to God, man. No, throw this but, like, next game, or you're going to lose your life. I I think my favorite. I don't. I don't. I'll ask you guys next week. Come after, but I think mm. my favorite version is the the Uno flip. That's like one of the more recent ones. Mm-hmm. Um, We've played it digitally. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry and I played it on a uh, PlayStation for a bit. And we we should we should start doing that again. Yeah. You too, Navi. We gotta we gotta get Uno nights going. If you got if you guys want, uh, probably later we could play some Uno. Um, no, but thank you for asking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I have things to do tonight. Very busy. You always have things to do. Yeah, because I occupy my day completely to the fullest, to the max. You should do the same. Yes, I try to. <laughs> but people won't return my calls. If you, you don't call anybody. You're right. I'm too anxious about it. Anyway, Uno Flip. Uh, it's, so this one's really, really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you play a certain card effect and then everybody flips their decks over. And then you get these luscious, dark colors of, of the original colors, like these dark greens and purples. It's like, it's like the, the upside down version. 
Yeah, it's upside down. And then the coolest thing, if you're playing on console or on mobile and you get that flip, the music gets dramatic. And then it's like, oh, it's every man for himself. Yes. So what's your guys' favorite? version of uno I've only i gotta ask the original version i have not played any other version <laughs> all right sounds good <laughs> terry i know you said you you really like the uno flip but uh i don't know if that's your favorite or not i i, I just like the game in general it's it's fun because it can be fast it can be slow um it, it it's all about who you play it with is really oh. what makes the game yeah I mean, some some people they're just like you know, we'll play a game. And then, you know, other people, they'll, they'll be like, I'm going to play this game and I'm going to beat all of you and I'm going to piss on your faces. Like, let's <laughs> calm down. Let's, let's, you know. Jesus, who but are yeah. you playing with? <laughs> I, played, I played some cutthroat back alley Uno. I'll tell you that now. Uh, <laughs> Roughnecking, man. Yeah. yeah. Thought Rough got that Uno. gold tooth. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it, it's just, it's just a really cool game. Uh, it's very simple. Uh, it, that's the thing it's yeah. so easy to play yeah but everything about it's complicated yeah. and you can you can you can make it complicated uh i can't tell you how many times i've been playing where i got one card and i'm just ready to i'm ready to just drop my my color change card because everybody does that just waiting to drop that yeah. card down and then somebody it makes me pick up four cards <laughs> yeah just... and then the only card i can put down is the four card is the the color card so it's like, oh man, I wanted blue. There's, it's <laughs> like, there's not anybody that hasn't had that happen to them. In, in uh, you know, see, yeah. I think everything, every situation, of every possible scenario has happened to everyone that's played Uno. You've been the victim. You've been the victor. You've, you've been the dictator, and you've been the dick. Mm. You know, because everybody's had games where you're just, it puts you in a real bad mood. And you're just like, hey, man, like, not whenever, that shit. like, hey, dude, like, whenever we're done with this game, you can go the fuck home because you're not, <laughs> you're not spending the night now. And it's like, well, what do you mean? Also, give me back my controller. It is the game that does ruin friendships. <laughs> we're, not playing, we're not playing Soul Galloper tonight, bud. You got to go home. You got to call your mom. Um, I, I definitely was that person. I, I can tell you a funny story um, in school. Um. Do you remember Archer? Yeah. Yeah. So Archer, <clears throat> Matt Veloshin, and you can tell he's serious about this because he's pointing. Yeah. Matt Veloshin, Andy, last names Fleeting, and myself. He's a laser oh, I don't remember any names. Yeah. Anyway, I'm staring right at you, David. Staring right at eye to eye. That's how. That's, that's how like you yours. know. That's how you know I got my game face on. Yeah. They're in his own. Right. He's in his own to tell so, us. We were playing Uno Flip. This is how I was introduced to it. I think it was it was either Matt Veloshin or Andy brought it in. And we start playing this. And um Archer, I I don't I don't know if you're listening or not, but you you were stacked eight cards. You had to pick up eight because everything in the flip mode is doubled. So you had to pick up eight cards and he he archer turns to me and i'm like and he gestures to me to come closer and he whispers in my ear i'm gonna kill every fucking person at this table <laughs> including you <laughs> and i go 
oh, guys, look at that. Ten minutes till school's over. (laughs) 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 And so I skipped my turn because I was about to start another stack. And (laughs) the rotation was to the right. And I was of the right of Archer. So he gets the first shank. And I wasn't about that, man. Um, But yeah, I, I think this was funny because I was actually going to be talking about horror comics um, as my small topic. And then I don't even remember. We were watching something about Uno. Yeah, I showed you um, a Resident Evil Village parody. Oh, yeah. Like it was a parody of another video of Uno. Yeah. And I was like, I want to talk about that. I don't have fucking Uno, motherfucker. <laughs> It came with your Xbox. Yeah, you guys, you guys need to to check that out. It's whatever. It's like Resident Evil parody. Uno. I'm sure, that's the first thing we'll come. Oh up. no! Now find the Twitter for it because yeah, I yeah. got it from Twitter. David put the handle in. Um, so that is my small topic. I think it was a pretty significant one. Uno, even though it is a demon. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I <was> stretching. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a gun pointed at you he's like raising his hands like yeah, yeah look on your face i'm like what's about to happen here but i'll send this to the lobby i don't know what the hell you were so doing that, uh... <laughs> but even though uno is a demon that doesn't belong on this planet it's it's fun and uh i think if you haven't played uno you have to play Uno now because we've we've talked it up like a, a good deal and and it sounds attractive to you now. At least I hope it would. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a game that was written on parchment in the crusty old basement of, of a Yu-Gi-Oh fan. Of a Yu-Gi-Oh fan. Mm. And it was literally forged in the fires of Mount Doom. I mean, how how much more metal can you get than that? What else do you need? So what do you need? that is my contribution to society today uno cool and terry i will now turn focus over to you for your topic my friend Mm -hmm. what do you got for us today somewhere in a lonely hotel room there's a guy that's starting to realize that the his eternal fate has turned eternal fate has turned his back on him it's 2 a.m the fear is gone I'm still waiting here. The gun is warm. My connection. I'd be tired of taking chances. <laughs> I broke Zach. You broke Zach. I love this song. It I love this song. It's, a, it's a good song. Twilight it's a really, really Zone good from song. Golden Earring. And that is Golden Earring spelled uh, with uh, two R's. Yeah, because they're cool. Mm-hmm. They're so cool, man. They're so cool. They're Dutch, I believe. Maybe. So? Yeah, I believe they're Dutch. Um, so if anyone doesn't this is like a Dutch song people, that stop listening. This is a song that I've loved from like the first time I heard it. Um, it's got a groove. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I agree it's, with that. It's just uh, like, like I've watched uh, them do live versions of it and it's just like the crowd's just like, yeah, <laughs> just like that. It's not their only hit though. Yeah. Know? But uh, it, it's just like people get excited. Um, the really cool thing about it is uh, the video for the song. Zach, have you seen the video for it? I actually haven't seen the music. Video. Really? We will watch the video. We will watch the video before you leave here today. 
It's a great video. It you're is. Just gonna, you're just going to keep me in here. Yeah. It's, it's been a few years um, since I've seen, or not a few years, but like it's been a while since I've seen it. That's for sure. Well, it, it's one of the first music videos to have like a storyline to it. And it's a fairly, you know, coming off the back of, uh, uh, not too far off from the, uh, the lost highway, you know, it's, it's, it's got that like somewhat surreal <laughs> to it. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's 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 really cool song, and it's um, its origins are basically from, and this is gonna this is gonna swing right back to uh, a part of our discussion around Mission Possible. But uh, the Born Identity book, uh, hmm. yeah, um, they uh, it's kind of like loosely based on that. Yeah, like how- loss of identity being uh, being left out in the cold, all that. Kind of like how Led Zeppelin made a lot of songs based on Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's based off of the Born Identity book. Mm-hmm. But named after a show. But so Sterling. because the song is about this man that woke up, doesn't <clears throat> know his name, doesn't know where he's at. No, no, no. He's been betrayed. Yeah. Been betrayed. Yeah. By Treadstone. Sure. By Treadstone. <laughs> it's in the song. Yeah. Wait. It says Treadstone in the song. Uh, you just, it's, it's like, it's so low you can't hear it. It's a, it's, it's, <laughs> it's such a such a low volume. Like it's it's subsonic. In like that one scene in Fight Club, it has that girl from uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, but it's like a blink and you miss it. A uh, quick single shot in there. Mm. Uh, okay, know. thanks. <laughs> it's like oh, what, what, oh, 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 we're going somewhere else. Oh, we're, we're going down this hallway. Okay, all right, let's go down this hallway. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's 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 just I don't know. It's just a song that um, it's kind of kind of grabbed me lately. Um, there's there's not a lot of not a lot of good story songs anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, There'll yeah. be a few, but like you need a whole album for it. No, it's like um, just just oh, a, a, a nice contained song. Nice contained song that. Um, you know, has a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Uh, if you listen uh, to the seven-minute long version, like you yeah. should. Well, I mean, the only reason why that's long is because in the middle there's that break. So you kind, you don't really need that. So you're not really missing out on anything. Terry's not a fan. No, I like it. Get I'm, just saying, get I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But um, <laughs> I've got the guillotine room keys. But no, it, it they get a good, uh, a good story song, um, like. Uh, the church, they have a couple of really cool songs that, I, uh, that, that stories to it. Like one's got like a detective. The other one is about uh, some warriors going off into battle. So, right. Yeah. I, I know a big like story album that just came out. Which the, the weekend's most recent album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, After hours, right? Yeah. I, I, I forget the, the main character's name of like who he's supposed to be, but um, uh, to anybody like doesn't know the album, like I don't remember all of it, but he's he's a killer, mm-hmm. his main character, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually he he's killed himself, and then he's brought back to life. And it's 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 pretty fascinating because it actually, I think in my opinion at least, a lot of it follows like the Frankenstein story, and it's yeah. it's been changed up a lot, and it's been you know like in this contemporary perspective of it, it's actually really really cool. And um, that was actually one of the only music albums that 
I watched all of the music videos instead of listening to them because they were all re- released on YouTube with the album release mm. because it's a story. And um, I did not know this. I will need to go home and watch all of those videos. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then um, I think it was only a couple. And then he would release videos prior to the album's release. Um, I, I think as in terms of story uh, with the music videos, I think they're all done now. Mm-hmm. At least they should be at this point. Should be. Album came out yeah, like, like, what? Two 29? years ago. Yeah. yeah, two years ago. So I hope they're done. <laughs> but uh, it's hard to say because Save Your Tears, which is the one that everybody was yelling about that The weekend got prosthetic surgery, even though he didn't. It was mm-hmm. just fake. But uh, that music video came out like three, four, or five months ago. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what you were saying, Terry, there's not a whole lot of story music videos. Um, good ones that I can actually like remember yeah. at least. But. Well, there, there's a lot of really good like old country songs like in the 50s that when country was would, good. would tell a really, really good story. And it wouldn't be that long. Yeah. Um, Townsend, Townsend Van Zant, he, he wrote some amazing songs and, uh, like one of them's, uh, Poncho and Lefty. It's a pretty cool track. Um, uh, uh, Will and Jennings and, uh, Willie Nelson did a cover of it. Oh yeah. Pretty, pretty Hmm. famous. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, it's an art in music that, um, I think it's really lost. And a lot of people will talk about like, Oh, well they have this song. It's about this. It's about that. A lot of songs anymore. And this is going on for a very long time. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm like throwing, throwing down and you, know, you, you damn kids. Um, <laughs> there's even like bands that I listen to. I'm like, I'm like, I bet you they could crank out a really awesome story. Like, you know, because they get some good lyrics. There's a lot of people that they'll, they'll start doing some kind of, you know, pretty cool lyrics. You're like really digging what they got. And then it's like, well, they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't go that extra step for it, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah. it, and I, I think some people get scared because it's like, oh, this is sounding good. This is great. You know, well, it might not work out to be a, to be a, a, a good, a, a good song in the end. You know, if it's, if it's, if it's, the story or it won't get enough plays or whatever but we're we're kind of past that radio play aspect of music yeah, because yeah. you know it, it's like i can't tell you the last time i heard a song on the radio and went oh wow i gotta check this out i, I, I it's like literally years upon years since i've listened to anything on the radio and been i don't even remember listening to the radio for music yeah, and yeah, like I just listen to what I listen to and come across things, you know. Yeah, everything um, goes straight to stream, like on Spotify, and it's albums mm-hmm. just get released there now. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, Rival Sons has their song Feral Root, and that's got a really decent story to it. But I don't like I love the song a lot, but I don't think that you know they went as far as they could with it. Yeah. Then yeah. why don't why don't you help them out then, Terry? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go in there and be like, all right, guys, you this know, is all you're, wrong. You, you're doing okay, <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta kind of, you know, pick you up. You know, you guys are you know, you're getting Grammy to- awards, but you know, <laughs> are you winning all the Grammy awards? You know, 
I have to interject here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop you know, guys right now. Guy, um, middle of nowhere. Like, you know, finish this. Yeah. I'm, I know you don't know me, but that doesn't matter. I know everything I'm going to say to you sounds wacky, crazy, but we're going to have to do this. And I know the duct tape is concerning, but listen, it's because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> the duct and, tape is love. And on, <laughs> and on that note, that brings us to a subtle close on Twilight Zone by Golden Earring. Thank you very much for your your candor. Oh, we're done with Twilight Zone. We're done. We're done with the subject. Well, we the Twilight Zone can never really be done. <laughs> Terry can never really be finished. Play that. This is a madhouse. Man. I feel like I'm being cloned. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you are a crazy man. <laughs> Super kooky, man. Uh, well, we still have our big topic to discuss to this. Day, yes, we do, my friends. And Naveed, you are host. So what is said big topic today? Very, I'm very fascinated. I'd like to talk about uh, some masters of the universe and their primary leader, uh, He-Man. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in. To Bobby Boys. <laughs> I thought you had something good, but uh, you know, we're going to have to go now. Yeah, nobody knows what He-Man is. What is so. this He-Man? Masters no, of the right, yeah, universe, ahead, you say? The universe? The whole universe? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you selling here? What's this oil you have, Snake Man? So, um, coming up later this year, there is a, I think it's a sequel to the uh, original cartoon uh, by Kevin Smith. It's a miniseries. It's coming out, but with that coming out, I sort of started getting back into He-Man and all that. Watched a few videos on uh, like how they made the product and all that, and watched a few of the old cartoon. Actually, remembered uh, that 2003 series. If uh, anybody else here enjoys that one, that was a uh, pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I was shocked how good that was. It was really good. Well, okay, so now I, I gotta say, Navid, what do you love so much about Conan the Barbarian? Fun fact, actually, with that one, um, originally. Uh, what happened was Mattel was going to be making a Conan the Barbarian uh, line of toys, but they decided that, no, that movie was too violent for them to make toys from it. Um, so they went ahead with this He-Man idea that they were already in the process of making. And actually, uh, the people who sold them the rights to Conan were like, hey, you stole this idea. So they had to actually go to court about it to settle that, no, they did not steal that whole idea for their own toys. They had the idea in the works already. Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger himself was like, <laughs> "This is all me. <laughs> this is this is all this is all my idea. This is all my idea. This is wrong with you. This is that is that was scarily good. Actually, <laughs> please don't ever do that again. Well, Show your leader skills. Well, it, you know, it comes out <laughs> it, it comes out in the eighties where you know nineteen eighty four, I believe. I don't know. You're you're the host on this one. Yeah, <laughs> you're, 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 this is your subject, buddy. It was early '80s, that's for sure. But if you look at everything with it, it is absolutely something that would only come out in the '80s because it just says we're all hopped up on coke. <laughs> it, it was a thing <laughs> because you, you've got medieval wizards, you got medieval weapons, but it's all on another planet with Future like, like gear and stuff technology like and stuff mixed in with it. That if that's not a cocaine fuel dream, I don't know what is. Yeah. And everyone's really buff too. Bunch of guys running around without shirts on. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that thing he man wears on his chest. <laughs> I, I don't, it's just like, it's, it's like some not, kind of weird, it's not a bandolier strap. It's, it's protective plating. And he's and, also wearing that short for a man skirt. So, you know, 
and yeah and and then you got like you know even worse of a disguise than uh clark kent <laughs> he doesn't even change his face it's like it's it's haircuts the same you know he just kind of talks in a deeper voice you know it's Clearly like oh, this man obviously. that looks exactly like he-man can't be he-man I, he-man would never wear clothes. adam is not he-man it's obvious because look at adam he's wearing a pink outfit he-Man doesn't wear pink. I never. I rest my clothes. case. I never once in my life watched He-Man. Was like, well, I watched He-Man, and I was like, this, this could only be done by this person. And uh, well, then Magic Mike came out, and uh, then I was like, oh, well, they started a fan club. <laughs> so you know, now we got He-Man and Magic Mike. Obviously, unofficially confirmed that it is in the same universe, but uh, a, a He Man, it's it's fun though. It is. It's even though it's a a, a cocaine fueled fever dream. It, it's it's fun. I mean, there's something really charming about uh, both the original and the 2003 cartoon. Really, mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always really enjoyed like if you notice the 2003 one they brought down some of the craziness they did yeah and they I, actually made things work less cocaine we're out of less cocaine and, and it's you know, less colorful a bit muted which actually works for it less cocaine more pot i think that's what it is yeah whenever they acknowledged that there was no i in team mm-hmm. and uh they stopped snorting they were like hey this is this is pretty good actually yeah. we got something here and um, um well hmm Mm. I so actually kind of funny, huh? Um, it's actually kind of funny that I came huh. across, huh, huh. I actually <laughs> came across He Man, um, from Thundercats. Um, I don't exactly remember how it happened, but I remember I used to watch Thundercats all the time, and or cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah, and Not um, they they had reruns on of it on like a channel that like just doesn't exist anymore, but they would do like reruns of it. And then, um, I was scrolling through, I think the next morning and I'm like, where are my Thundercats? <laughs> this is not my regularly scheduled programming. This is something <laughs> else. And I see this naked man <laughs> running right. around with a sword and there's this, there's this skeleton guy fucking skeleton that's that's buff for some reason and i'm like what what the fuck there's is a hairy this, bear man there's a, there's a hairy bear <laughs> i'm like this is not this is not thundercats dude. and 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 then it, it's he man and i'm like well i I got nothing better to do right now. So it's 20 glorious minutes of Skeletor verbally abusing beast man. <laughs> that's, that's what most of the show is. Somebody should, somebody should do like uh, a, a legit video of just cutting Skeletor up and like having just yelling at beast man. It's 20 minutes of him just yelling at that, him. that could be his own show. Actually. <laughs> Just one episode of him just yelling at him. <laughs> just imagine just 20 minutes of Skeletor blaming all of his shit on Beast. And then like it, it cuts to like fault, my wife left me. <laughs> Everything was going great with my sweetheart. And then like every Beastman just on the ground crying. Oh. And then it and then it Beastman just starts crying, and then like the whole thing, it cuts to just this low resolution black and white video of, of Bear Man just <laughs> Beast man. Beast man. <laughs> sitting, sitting in a room by himself 
<laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's that. It's like, this is what he comes home to. Absolutely nothing just comes home from. Sits down. Just so much emotional comes abuse. Home that snake man mountain. All he, all he can do is just sit on his bed and Punches wonder. out. Man, I have to go through all this just tomorrow. sits down and goes, <laughs> I gotta see that asshole again tomorrow. Damn it. Looks down. He's, there's there's like a, a warm beer you know, half, a can to have, uh, yeah. can't believe you paced me and then you, you yell at me <laughs> opens up a, a pizza box you know on the couch and <laughs> just picks it up and just starts eating it and just watches sports center and he's, he comes home the next day with Jack in the box and he forgot to take a shower and then oh, Skeletor, put, me Skeletor put Snare in his shampoo and then he, he comes back out and he's like, comes out as bus man. These fries are cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we, I think we have another idea here, guys. We another got, idea for we got a, another show. a nice little short of just beast man's life spiraling out of control from Skeletor's constant abuse. No, but in, in all seriousness, though, He-Man, it, it's fun. It's it, a yeah. fun it's, show. Um, anybody who hasn't seen He-Man, which is probably a lot of people, um, mm-hmm. because it's kind of a meme at this point. It's all on YouTube. Yeah, it's oh yeah, yeah. Literally, it's like all on YouTube. Even the 2003 series is on YouTube. Yeah, um, just go on there and watch the 2003 series. Check it out, and there's oh, there's like a lot of like great artwork too. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. with He Man, and uh, there's, they released a uh, a book. Yeah, of the art. Yeah, I was just about I to bring up the book to get that book because it's fucking rad. It's uh, eventually you're gonna be able to get it. I'm trying to. How much is it going for now? Because I, I think it's going for like maybe forty bucks. It's a thick book. And yeah, big, I, I, so. it, it's pretty. It's pretty hefty. They've got like three, I think. Um, it's like the art book, um, the book that's got like all these pictures of all the figures that they released, and a book of like the original mini comics that they put out. Yeah, there's also a lot of like cut content, I believe, too, and uh, like concept art and stuff too, which is always nice to have. It's it's nice to see uh, what cocaine fueled ideas that we had on paper that never um, made it in fun fact uh i've got a few things about he-man here first off um they came up with the toy first and then they were like trying to sell it to some people and they were like well how are we going to sell this to kids and it's like we have a comic that's going to come with the figures so they started a comic then they were trying to sell it to toys r us and toys r us was like how are you going to sell this and they were like well don't don't you know we have this uh two one-hour specials coming out and that just turned into the uh the tv series Actually, He-Man was the first uh, first example of uh, a TV show being used to sell toys. And then Domino's made the Noid. And then Domino, they <laughs> brought they, back the Noid. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Did you yeah. see that? I I was like, what the fuck? See, thought they I knew do that. I knew everyone's reaction was going to be the same because when that commercial came out, everyone was like, "What the hell is that thing?" And I'm yeah. like, "Okay." Again, this is came out in the eighties. I'm like cocaine fuel, right? I'm like, I'm like a Noid video game. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this is gonna sound really weird, but this is actually Domino's long lost mascot. Yeah, and uh, they're like, what? And the Noid actually even came back in a recent video game, uh, Crash on the Run. It's a new Crash Bandicoot game on mobile. Oh yeah, he He is actually a boss in that game. Yeah, and I saw him in there too because like I started like I'm hooked on the game and I'm like, oh my god, you kidding me? I'm like the noise is everywhere now, and it's like 
The 80s are coming back. The cocaine is coming back, guys. <laughs> They're going to bring back the Noid, and then we're going to have another thing where a guy wears a Noid mask and shoots up a place, and they have to get rid of it again. There is going to be snow all over the ground, believe me. Wall Street's already it's gonna pretty be. It's going to be like the end of Scarface here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, which part of the end of Scarface? I mean, which part? Which part? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's the, there's the cocaine mountain, and then there's him falling into the fountain. So which one do you think it is? Obviously the cocaine mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the, the part when he falls into the fountain. <laughs> Terry's just got the most disappointed look. Um, yeah. I, I think it's kind of funny, though. Yeah. Like what. Just like the original idea of like what He-Man was, like you said, like it was the toy. It was like it was backwards, right? Like yeah, you had the, you had the toy, you had the comic, then you had the one-hour specials that turned into the TV series. Yeah, which, like I said, it was the first time that had been done. Like beforehand, it was like TV show, then the toys. Well, another example I can think of, I'm pretty sure that Lego Ninjago was actually going to kind of go for the same thing. It was um, the same thing. Well, no, because Ninjago was the show first. Then they had the toys. Oh, it was the other way around, wasn't it? <sighs> no, I don't know. I hate Ninjago. <laughs> Whatever, man. Oh well, you just don't understand. You don't get it. Lloyd is the Green Ninja. Get over it. That was a that was a whole ass thing. Do you remember that? That was cool. That was crazy. It was like, oh, who the fuck is Lloyd? They built Garmadon. it up too, and yeah. and Lloyd was, and everybody was. I had the same reaction. I was like, yeah, what this fucking kid? Yeah, he's a child. Yeah, I'm like. like you're ripping this straight from Ocarina of Time, aren't you? No, they're blowing it straight from Power Rangers because mm. it was the full. It was like the, the original Blue Power Rangers, Ranger. and then they came in with the Green Ranger, the who Blue then became Ranger. the leader. What about about the Blue Ranger? Except Lloyd wasn't evil first. Power Rangers, there yes, he was. No, yeah, remember he was like working with Pythor. Okay, listen, whose name listen. sounds like a He-Man no, 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 villain? No. Listen, listen, Lloyd Garmadon is literally fucking Bowser Junior. Yeah, he just does whatever he's told. Like he's not a bad kid, you know. He he just he was literally trying to be evil. That was his whole thing. Before David, he's troubled. He's a troubled Baz. His dad is the main villain. Yeah, but like you don't understand. No, he literally did the evil laugh. He was like um, Professor Chaos in South Park. David, he's just he's just a troubled young boy. He just needs friends, and then he becomes the Green Ninja. It's like. It's not, I swear to God, it's not Power Rangers. It's not the same thing. It's not. It's not the same thing. Speaking of troubled young boy, Courtney Love is in the Master of the Universe. Uh, Courtney Cox is in the Master of the Universe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah, that was before Friends, too. And Dolph yes. Lundgren, too. Um, who who played Skeletor in that? Frank Langella. Frank Langella. And he it's his favorite role. He loves that role so much. <laughs> he had so much fun yeah, doing that movie. He did. Aww. That man has been in so much stuff and he's like, I love that movie. I love it's little, such a good time. A little bit too much fun. It's such a good time. I don't get like why people will sometimes hate that movie. It is cheesy fun. Cheesy fun? It that's, is that's cheesy a good. Fun. That's a good name for it. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of movies out there. It's that not are, a good movie. It's not a good movie. It, it's wise. obvious. It's obvious when you take characters from another planet, barely show anything on that planet, and then um, uh, they go to Earth and then so. they rip off the Superman theme as well. A little bit, but a little bit. It's a fun movie still because of that cheesy wackiness. Well, um, so. They cut the budget for that and the budget for uh, Superman to Quest for Peace. 
Uh, to be able to make the two movies because basically after that it bankrupt the studios yeah isn't that some shit so instead of like focusing on one movie that's what they did that's pretty interesting (laughs) so He-Man destroyed not not only did uh, that movie destroy a studio but it also destroyed the momentum of the uh, uh, Master of the Universe and destroyed the livelihood of all of those already like it was slowing down because She-Ra had come out and like boys were like we want to play he man, it's for girls. Yeah, but it had Hordak, and Hordak was awesome. Hordak was rad. Like, even though Shira was like He Man for girls, you can't help but admit Hordak was a cool ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the name Hordak. Yeah, you don't know what kind of shit that dude's gonna do. Or Fuck to off. the name, to the name. <laughs> I Hordak always looked like you know. The, the guy that would because like if uh like Skeletor was the school bully Hordak was the new kid that come in and just slapped him around <laughs> I mean hell in someone's like, got to stick it to that asshole hell in the 2003 series Skeletor was like one of his minions mm. technically I think I think they kind of kind of had that in the original a little bit there's like uh, all it, those crossovers. That Christmas episode where Skeletor was like, I'm not nice. What's what's great is uh that they had Christmas. Yeah. On Eternia. They had Christmas on Eternia, <laughs> which means that they know that Jesus Christ exists. Well I mean Jesor. Space Jesus. Let's Spezus. Let's keep this, let's keep this in universe now. No, it, it was Jesus Christ Tor. The buff savior of Eternia. Mm. Yeah, that sounds a lot like uh, Conan the Barbarian now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now on, that I think about it. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think uh, I think we squeezed this one. I think we, we squeezed it. I think we got all the juice out of this lemon. Yeah. Yeah. This so. was a. Uh, it's a really fun episode. Interestingly, yeah, yeah very yeah. fun episode. Yeah. I, I got a little say. bit of laughing. A lot of talking over each other. It I was cried. Fun. Just fun. Zach cried. There was crying. There was crying. There was hugging. There were tater tots. My mascara is all over the table. Yeah. The table <sighs> was white. Now it's black because of his mascara. I'm just running. Yes, Naveed. Very, very, very good observation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we have to get back to work or Dave is going to be coming for this ass. Um, so on this note, I am Zach. I'm Terry. And I'm Naveed. And thank you for tuning in to the Lobby Boys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Take care. Later.